So welcome to Friday's episode of the podcast. Um, Today's episode is slightly different to the normal Q&A episode that we do on a Friday, as yesterday marked the end of Baby Loss Awareness Week. Uh, Georgia and I really, really wanted to shine a light on this subject and talk about it, as we're hearing from loads of you that, you know, um, during miscarriage and baby loss, people don't talk about the subject afterwards. And we really wanted to hear from you and to kind of understand a little bit more about the subject, how to talk to our friends about it if they go through it and we just we, we wanted to share your amazing stories yeah absolutely um zoe and i haven't actually gone through this ourselves so we thought this week we would hand over this platform that we've got um to 11 incredible women to share their stories in the hope that it will help anyone who's been through it who's going through it or also help you guys who maybe haven't gone through it and know someone who is support them before we get into the podcast you'll hear our usual sponsored reads and then we will hear the incredible stories mother's day is around the corner find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from blue nile from timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones blue nile has something she'll adore need a fast most items can ship overnight plus enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So before we hand over to you guys to tell your incredible stories, we just wanted to say the biggest thank you to the incredibly brave women who voice noted us uh, with their experiences around this subject. We can't thank you enough for sharing. Absolutely. Let's hand it over to them now. My name's Beth. I'm 29. And in June this year, our second son, Harry, was stillborn, sadly, at 34 weeks. Um, I guess I'm still in the very early stages of grief as it was only a few months ago but um, I'm starting to come to terms with what's happened to us. I think uh, it's really important with baby loss and this is something that I've since realised having gone through it that people start the conversation around it. Um, It's still very much a taboo subject and people aren't often ready to open up or ask the question or even bring up your baby in conversation. I've noticed that people are quite nervous to talk about it with you. But in fact, that's all I ever want to do is to talk about our son and talk about our experience because if anything that's helped me the most in this situation is just being able to talk about him and talk about what's happened. And that's definitely helped me with the grieving process Um, I suppose I naively didn't know anything about baby loss really until this happened to us. I thought I've already had perfectly healthy pregnancy with my first son. Um, We obviously got to the late stages of pregnancy with Harry and it just didn't even cross my mind. So it was a huge shock. 
And obviously it's just devastating. It's devastated us as a couple, um, our future plans as a family, you know, everything that we imagined we would have with our two little boys, we now won't ever have. Um, and aside from just us, it's devastated our wider families on both sides. Um, everyone was prepared for this new little baby to arrive into the family. And sadly that didn't happen for us. Um, that we've since found out there was no reason why he was stillborn. Um, there's no logical explanation. We've just been told that it just happens and his heart just stopped. Um, we'll never know why. But the main thing that I have found helpful um, in the months after, I think is definitely, as I've mentioned, talking about it with those close to you and also people asking you how you are and starting that conversation because then you know you can open up to them and they're not nervous to discuss the subject with you. But also I set up an Instagram page um, aside from my personal Instagram page, which is solely for Harry and it's everything in memory of Harry. It's a place where I feel safe to share my feelings and my emotions and my experience and through that page I've gained quite a few followers and connected with so many amazing women who have gone through similar experiences whether it's a miscarriage or a stillbirth and that has really been a lifesaver to me actually because that you know there's other people out there that are there to support you and know exactly how you're feeling and what you're going through and there's no shame in talking about what's happened. And you know, I think as a society, people don't want to think about babies dying or, you know, especially not dying before they've even been born. It's just not something anyone would like to think about. But I think the conversation needs to be had and more awareness needs to be raised so that it's not such a huge shock when something like this might happen to someone you know or you know you know how to approach it a bit better with someone who might have gone through it so yeah um that's my story and i think what you're doing with this podcast is really amazing because it's so important to just get it out there and know that people you know that they're not alone in their grief and there are others out there who have gone through the same and know exactly how it feels so grief can be a very lonely isolating thing um but i think to help break the silence is possibly the best thing that we can do first of all i just want to say it's amazing that you're doing a podcast on this subject because um i don't think there's enough support and kind of awareness out there about miscarriage and baby loss so thank you um you have been my go-to podcast throughout being pregnant and um post-pregnancy as well so you guys are amazing um anyway um I just thought I'd share um our experience with you both um we unfortunately suffered with two miscarriages um on the bounce um the first miscarriage I was about seven and a half weeks and to be honest with you I kind of dealt with it okay um thought it was kind of just bad luck and I guess once we'd had one miscarriage um, you kind of realise how common it is. Um, I've always been very much past me the puppy rather than the baby. So I think by the time I'd actually registered that 
I was pregnant and it was happening um, was kind of when we lost baby number one. So um, it was quite tough to deal with, but we were okay. Um, We're a strong couple and we had already confided in um, our families, um, our direct kind of family um, and best friend that um, we were pregnant. So it was nice to be able to have them to support us through that. Um, I know you've mentioned it on the podcast previously, but I know there's a huge kind of, um, everyone basically says, don't, you know, don't say that you're pregnant, don't say that you're trying. And actually for us, we were so relieved that we had that support network around us. Um, And it wasn't necessarily loads and loads of advice we needed. We just needed that shoulder and we just needed those people closest to us to lean on. Um, We were really fortunate in the first time that we fell pregnant pretty much straight away. Um, and actually we fell again really quickly with um, baby number two um, didn't get excited when we fell pregnant a second time um, obviously very nervous as to what was going to happen because of what had happened the first time round um, got to kind of 11 weeks and we'd had our letter through um, from the um, hospital with our scan day um, we, you know, we were kind of, we didn't think we were through the woods, but we were a lot further along the process. Um, and then unfortunately, at about 11 and a half weeks, we lost baby number two. Um, and that was really tough. Um, we just weren't expecting to have two on the bounce. Um, and we were so ready for a baby at that point that it was really difficult. Um, I think for me personally, the hardest thing was um, dealing with it at work. Away from work, we had our family to lean on. And because they knew about the journey for us so far, um, we could deal with it privately. But trying to put on a brave face and go to work whilst I was still bleeding. um, And that lasted about two and a half weeks the second time. That was really tough. Um, I'm the only female manager in the company that we work for. Our three directors are male um, and I just didn't feel like I wanted to confide in them. I didn't feel like I'd have the support. I didn't want them knowing that we were trying for a baby. Um, And that was really hard. That was the thing that I found the most tough. Um, I fortunately, after kind of persuasion from my family, confided in a team member who was very, I was close to anyway, Um, she'd had two babies herself and once I'd confided in her I felt so much better just because I had that person at work even not necessarily to talk to daily but just to know that someone was there in case um that really helped um it then took us about five and a half months to fall pregnant for our third um we actually paid privately after our second miscarriage just to go and get um a few checks done, chat to someone, get a bit more advice. Um, and fortunately, we were told that everything was fine. It was just bad luck. So um, very pleased to say that we now have a beautiful little um, four-month-year-old girl called Belle. And um, it was, I have to admit, because of what had happened with the miscarriages, we didn't really feel um, excited until probably the 20-week scan. Um, just because of what we'd suffered with in the past um, but it you know it was she's amazing and we are so happy to have her um, 
but it, it really is just so common and only now kind of feeling comfortable in talking about it because we wanted to be so private at the time do you realize how common it is um so that's us that's our journey um thank you for bringing this to everyone's attention and hopefully um i can help in some way I just thought I wanted to get involved with your Baby Loss Awareness Week because I had a miscarriage um, probably two years ago now. I now have a little boy, but my first ever pregnancy um, ended in a miscarriage, unfortunately. Um, I'm not entirely sure when it was because I fell pregnant so early that um, I didn't actually have a period. So they think I was about nine or ten weeks. Um... But I just wanted to get involved with this really because I think it's really important to talk about it. Um, when I was going through it, I felt really alone. I didn't tell anyone at all other than my partner. My mum didn't know, my friends didn't know. Um, cause, but I don't know why and I have no idea why. It seems so silly now t- talking about it. I think, why didn't I tell them? Um, and it, although... I passed all naturally. I didn't pass it for quite a few weeks, I think even maybe months. And that I found that really, really hard to process. Um, the hospital that I um, was treated at were amazing. Um, I really cannot thank them enough. So thank you very much to QA um, Hospital. Um, but yeah, I think it was the, the, because I dealt with it, my body didn't pass it. I just had this, you know, weight and thought process in my head the whole time that although, I, you know, the baby wasn't alive, I still had it in me. Um, so I think I miscarried in February, but I did, didn't actually pass the embryo until about April. Um, and there was lots of confusion as to whether I had miscarried because my H- HCG, I think it is, levels hadn't dropped as much as they were expecting. Um, yeah, and all that kind of jazz. So I just thought I'd pop on and send you a message because I think it's a really good thing to support and talk about. And I think more people should talk about it. Um, I'm finding now that my other friends are having babies or trying to have babies that it's coming out, you know, a lot more that people do have miscarriages. And, you know, it is one in four and you're told that, but you just feel so alone when you're going through it yourself. I've recorded this message so many times, but hopefully this will be the one that I send. I love what you're doing um, with sharing people's stories and experiences on baby loss and miscarriage. I had a miscarriage and I was constantly searching for a podcast just so that I could um, hear people's experiences and make it feel like I wasn't completely in it on my own. But I really actually struggled to find anything that was helpful. So... Um, for that reason, I thought I would share my story as well. Um, so I got married in May 2018 in Ibiza. And um, by the June, I had fallen pregnant, um, which obviously I was really happy about, but completely shocked. I just didn't think it would happen that quickly. Um, it felt like a normal pregnancy. Um, and I was holding out for my 12-week scan I got to 11 weeks and started to have some bleeding. Um, Texted a couple of my friends who had recently been pregnant and they sort of said, you know, we had spotting, it'll be fine. Um, 
just rest. So I, I did, I rested and it continued. So I booked an appointment at the local hospital, the early pregnancy unit, who scanned me and um, actually confirmed that the baby should have been the size of um, what would be 11 weeks, but it had only grown to five weeks. Um, but they told me to come back in another week um, to be rescanned to check whether there was any development. So, um, sort of, God, the thought of waiting around a whole week just not knowing for sure was absolutely, absolute hell. Um, so, you know, luckily I went home um, absolutely heartbroken. But I started to have some bleeding, um, some really heavy bleeding actually. And I was 90% sure that it had passed naturally. Um, went back to the appointment a week later and they confirmed that it hadn't passed naturally and that I needed medical intervention. So I had to have a little operation um, and everything was removed. Um, and after that, I sort of focused completely on falling pregnant again. Um, I revolved my whole life around it. Um, it's all I could think about. People would ask me for a night out and I was really thinking, why would I want to go out? All I want to do is have a baby. I don't want to go out drinking. Um, I went out, sort of tried to have a good time, but still only all I could think about was having a baby. Um, I started to have acupuncture because I th felt like that might help. And I just remember every single month coming on my period and being so upset um yeah and it all if i just everyone around you seems to when that you're in that place everyone around you seems to fall pregnant and all you've see is other people's posts on social media um announcing pregnancies and everything you watch on tv there's, there's babies in every program you watch and adverts for nappies and it's just everywhere um and it just feels so unfair that it's not not you and it should be you. So um, after seven months of trying, um, luckily I felt pre fell pregnant and I now have a little girl called Isla who is 11 months and she absolutely rocks my world. She is everything. Um, and I just feel like if I hadn't have been through what I went through, which really was the most horrendous experience of my life, I wouldn't have Isla now. And in a weird way, it makes it all worth it. Um, just want to send my love really to anyone else who's going through the same sort of thing. Um, yeah, thank you for listening to me. So my um, experience that I wanted to share with you guys is... Um, losing our baby boy at 29 weeks um we found out at the 20 week scan that our baby had a congenital heart defect called Epstein anomaly um, we were told that it was a mild um, form of the condition so we were really hopeful we continued with the pregnancy um we had another scan at 28 weeks and that's the point that our world came crashing down around us. Um, the, the consultants told us that um, the heart condition had really deteriorated and there wasn't any chance of survival outside of the womb. Um, as you can imagine, it was 
absolute, absolutely devastating um, news for us to take in when we'd been so positive for eight weeks. Um, we were so hopeful that we were going to get to take our baby home. And even though he probably would have to have a series of heart operations, we were prepared for that. Um, so we left the hospital, um, yeah, completely crushed, completely broken. Um, a few days later, I um, well, we had to go back and I had to have a medical termination, um, which is basically a termination on medical grounds. Um, so I was given an injection into my stomach um, into the baby's heart to stop the baby's heartbeat, which was absolutely horrific. Um, probably the most brutal thing I'll ever have to go through to feel the baby squirming and kicking and alive in your belly to then seconds later, just still no movement and knowing that your baby had slipped away was, was just the hardest thing. Um, we had a two-year-old daughter um, at the time. She was two at the time, um, and she had to come home and her kiss the belly and know that mummy's pregnant. But for us not to be to not really be able to explain to her what had happened, and oh, it was just it was awful. It was such a sad time. I was then told to rest for the weekend and I had to go back into Barnet Hospital on Sunday, Sunday the 4th of September 2016 and I had to be induced to then deliver our baby, um, which we knew was going to be stillborn. Oh, I mean, where do you start? Just truly horrific, packing your hospital bag things that you're told and you know you need for labour to get you through physically um, but knowing that you're not going to get to take your baby home is just it's surreal it's eerie it's it's so hard um, the midwives were amazing totally amazing um, they got me through they got me through the labour um, I think the one thing that will haunt me forever after the labour is how silent the room was. You know, I'd had a baby before, so it's that euphoria, the congratulations, you've done it, you've delivered your baby, it's all worth it. To not get any of that and to just lay there feeling so empty, so broken, so heartbroken as a couple, as a family, um, as a woman and the room be completely silent um, was just something that I'll never, ever, ever forget. Something that I really want to um, try to raise over the next few months and the next, the next few years probably is um, just awareness of stillborns. Um, the hospital told me that it happens probably seven or eight times in their hospital a week. Um, I actually delivered at the end of a labour ward, so the whole night after I could hear awful cries of newborns, um, and I didn't have my baby. So I'm really trying to raise money to um, help with the funding of that for other women going through the same thing as me.
Thank you so much, first of all, for highlighting this topic. It's really good to see it in the media. Um, it was in the media a lot last year, I remember, um, and even more so this year. Uh, so it's coming up to two years now since I had a miscarriage. Um, to be honest, I didn't know anything about a miscarriage. I've not, you know, I've heard it, but I didn't really know much about it. Um, weeks before I had the positive lines on a pregnancy test and it was amazing and really, really happy and excited. For weeks you you build this future in your head, your, your hopes and dreams of your partner and you're so excited. And unfortunately I was in work one day and um, I started having spotting, which then over days had, it got heavier and even speaking to my midwife and um, having a reassurance scan done. Uh, the reassurance scan showed there was still a heartbeat from the scan that I'd had done the week before. Um, the midwife didn't sound too concerned. So obviously I wasn't too concerned because obviously you trust in what you're being told. Um, unfortunately, over a few days it got worse and um, I had to go to the early pregnancy unit. But even then, I was still very naive. I thought everything was fine. Um, even to sitting down on the scanning bed um, and the sonographer, um, you just remember those words of, I'm really sorry, but there's no heartbeat. <laughs> yeah, really hard to even say right now, but it's, you just feel like your whole world's crushed down on you, all the hopes and dreams you had. Um, yeah, you've been snatched away. Um, for about a week, I think it seemed like a lot longer than that. I just laid in bed. I can remember just looking out the window at the clouds moving in the sky. Um, I've got no family nearby, so my mum was so, so worried and I just wasn't answering the phone. So I just couldn't bear to speak to anyone or to have to say the words out loud. So, yeah, it was really, really lonely. Um, but people were trying to help, but I just needed space and needed quiet time. Um, eventually, my mum, and uh, when I said yes, my mum drove up and stayed with me for quite a few days. Um, we didn't talk too much about it because I didn't want to, but just having company, I guess. My partner was amazing, but obviously he was hurting too. Um, he had to get back to work. Um, yeah, really, really difficult time. Um, luckily, a few months, a couple of months later, I conceived again, um, and I'm very blessed and I have a one-year-old daughter now, <laughs> uh, but that pregnancy was really, really difficult, just anxiety fueled, constantly worrying that something was wrong for nine months, oh, um, and I'm actually pregnant again now with um, my second baby, hopefully. I've got my 12-week scan on Friday, so I'm really hoping I've got some nice good news and that the pregnancy follows through and everything's healthy and everything's good. So, yeah, one day at a time. Um, but, yeah, once again, thank you for talking about this subject. When I had the miscarriage, I found a lot of stories on Tommy's, um, the pregnancy um, charity. A lot of women shared their thoughts and feelings on there. 
um, and just their stories and I can remember just lying in bed and literally just reading through them just trying to find someone that I can relate to um, so that was quite comforting so I really hope that people sharing their stories brings a bit of comfort to those that need it thank you I just wanted to share my story um I had a miscarriage at six and a half weeks um, about two years ago and I wish I knew at the time um, how common it was and that it would just be a speed bump on my journey to making a family. Um, We'd been trying for baby maybe three or four months. I was pretty excited but terrified to be pregnant and uh, started bleeding maybe seven to ten days after I'd taken the pregnancy test so I hadn't really kind of fully come to terms with the fact that I was pregnant Uh, hadn't really connected with the idea of becoming a mother like I was still pretty terrified but obviously um, it was horrendous to find that it was like not working out Um, and yeah, of course it was a horrible, difficult time. I didn't know anybody that had had a miscarriage. Nobody talked about it, but I think that most of my fear and upset or my upset was fear that it meant I wouldn't be able to have a baby, that that I would never get pregnant. I'd never have the family I wanted. Um, and fortunately for us, um, I actually fell pregnant literally on my next ovulation cycle. So when my period hadn't arrived seven weeks later it turned out I was pregnant again like immediately and my little munchkin is now 18 months old and she's gorgeous and perfect and has all her fingers and toes and the most beautiful eyelashes you could ever imagine and it's just totally magic and I wish I knew at the time that it's not always uh like an earth-shatteringly horrendous event and sometimes it is just a speed bump on an ordinary road to making a family and it happens. Um, Obviously I was very anxious through the pregnancy because having lost one it took me quite a long time to get excited Um, but anyway I did get excited, I did have a baby and she's magic so it's not always the end of the world. I wanted to share that. Thank you. I just wanted to send this voice note to share my experience of baby loss. I lost my third baby. We, at 21 weeks, we went for our 20 week scan. Um, just thinking we were going for our scan and really were really excited about it. There was a junior sonographer doing the scan. Um, and I just won't forget his face as he put the scan machine to my tummy and swiped down and the look of shock that went over his face, I will just never forget. Anyway, it transpired from that scan that our baby's boy's brain had not formed properly and he was not viable for life. And we were told he he was not going to survive and our only option was a termination, which 
after we had another meeting, another scan, we decided to go for. So I delivered him three days later. To say it was a traumatic experience is a complete understatement. To deliver a baby who is not alive and who you cannot take home is so destroying. I've never felt a pain like it. Um, And I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. The hospital that I was at was not set out very well to deal with mums like me. We were never, I was never separated from mums having normal deliveries. So the whole time I had to hear mums with their babies walk past normal pregnant mums. It was just so cruel. Um, And it's one thing that's really stuck with me is that the cruelness of it. Um, and I know of other mums who have lost who feel the same, like you're made to go and sit in the antenatal clinics and wait to see doctors and things, and it's just so cruel. But I survived. I survived by just putting one foot in front of the other, by grieving letting myself grieve by talking. I did see a counsellor and that definitely helped. And just time is everything. You need to give yourself time to heal and time to just process everything. I did go on to have another pregnancy, which Physically, was the best pregnancy I've ever had. But psychologically and emotionally, it was so hard. Um, I was a nightmare. I was a nervous wreck. And I, I honestly did not enjoy any of it, which for a while I was upset about. But actually, that's okay. I survived it. I had really supportive midwives and I just said how I was feeling if I was worried I'd say I was worried and people will support you you can get um and you can ask to have a rainbow sticker on your notes and then anyone you see um in the hospital doctor midwife they know that you've previously lost a baby. And I found that really, really helpful. So to any mums who have lost and are thinking about having another baby or are pregnant, just keep going. There is hope. You will be okay and you will get through it. So my story is last summer, not summer, just gone summer before, um, I found out I was pregnant, well, surprise pregnancy, um, and I was a week late and then 
five days after that I had a miscarriage um because it was so early obviously you're not really supposed to tell people before 12 weeks like you said in your podcast people just don't um and because we had only just found out ourselves we were like taken back by and hadn't spoken to anybody or told anybody at all um and then five days after finding out I had a miscarriage um we'd already like sent off to the hospital saying that I was pregnant and my last period blah 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 like how you do and um so that was that I had a miscarriage and I, I knew it was a miscarriage just because it was like a horrific period and I'd had a pregnancy test saying that I was pregnant so yeah it was just a like a really really horrible period um and I then I think it's like 10 weeks later or 12 weeks I can't remember um had a phone call from the hospital that I had spoken to and they said um oh you're due your scan is this day okay and I said well no I've actually had a miscarriage so um, I'm not going to be needing it and she said oh were you sure you had one to which I said yes I, I am sure um but I hadn't come back on my period yet but I'd read that you can um it can take a while for you to come back onto your period just because hormones can be everywhere so I hadn't come back on and they said well if you've not come back on your period something could be left over which that just made me freak I was like oh my goodness like was a surprise pregnancy anyway and nobody knew about it and if to have something left over was just seen was quite traumatic and not only that I was going on holiday um with family in three days so I was like look I need to get it sorted well, I was going on holiday with family for in three days time for two weeks coming back for a couple of days and then going away with work for two weeks so I was effectively going to be away for a month um so I was like oh my goodness I've really got to get this sorted so she said do a pregnancy test um if it comes back that you're pregnant then if it comes back that you're pregnant then there's something left over so there's me sitting in the toilet in Brentwood Sainsbury's toilet um peeing on a stick and it come back like bright blue more clear than when it I'd done the pregnancy test originally so I was in an absolute mess um phoned them up back phoned them back and they was like you need to go to your like we need to basically do an internal scan um so booked in for an internal scan the following day and um she said oh if I didn't know any better I'd say that you're um how many weeks was it five weeks pregnant no yeah five weeks pregnant or was it three weeks I can't remember one or the other three or five weeks um and I said well that can't be right I said because I've like I've had miscarriage so like I'd bled really heavy like what do you mean um and she said that basically I had re-fallen pregnant so I'd had the miscarriage and it definitely wasn't anything from before because um I was it was too small to be anything from before um so she said you definitely had a miscarriage before but it looks like you've fallen re-pregnant straight away which can happen which I didn't realize um so I had fallen pregnant again and I had my little boy um April the 23rd this year just gone and yeah he's happy and healthy and so it was yeah it was pretty amazing really wasn't planned obviously but yeah so I'd fallen back pregnant straight away I mean it was 
absolutely amazing really um first first lot round was very traumatic just the way that they were quite like blunt about it well you've probably got something left over which is just horrific to think about it was like you can even have a day either have a day surgery wait for it to come away naturally etc etc which just sounded awful also just on a side note i was absolutely petrified the whole of the second pregnancy because i felt like i was going to have a miscarriage um but it just, like you said on your podcast, completely wasn't spoken about by anybody, by the NHS, like, it just wasn't spoken about, I was just put down in my notes, like a, a half sign, so rather than it being, like, plus, you've had plus one babies, it was just put down as a half sign in my notes, so that I had a miscarriage, that's, they didn't put a butterfly or anything on my notes, it was, that was all they put. But yeah, it turns out that I had refallen pregnant, and there you go, yeah. Um, I found out I was pregnant at the end of August this year. Um, myself and my husband hadn't been trying that long, so it's quite a surprise. Um, and I was about five and a half weeks when I found out. And then at about um, eight weeks, I started to bleed. Nothing heavy, no abdominal pain. Um, but on the advice of my best friend, who's a nurse, um, she just said, um, get in touch with the early pregnancy unit and, uh, you know, try and have an early scan. Um just to kind of you know put my mind at mind at ease and uh at that first scan um they couldn't really see much they it was measuring at about six weeks at that when at that point I thought I was eight and a half weeks they thought there might be twins in there so nothing was really clear and they weren't sure how it was going to progress from there so I had to go in a week later um which was a long week what seemed anyway um, so then went back in and had another scan and unfortunately, um, the baby would, had gone, um, the gestational sac was then empty. Um, so straight after that, I then got, you know, um, went into another room with, an, with another nurse to talk about miscarriage management. Um, there were, you know, different options available to me, um, but my, I'm, I own a dog walking business and so I just had all these worries that I was going to be bleeding heavily and I'd be out on a walk with all these dogs and I wouldn't be near a, near a toilet or, and um, just had envis envisaged all these um, awful scenarios. Um, and actually after that scan, I then didn't bleed again. Um, so I opted for the um, MVA surgery which is done under local anaesthetic. Um, and I actually had that yesterday. Um, so, which was, you know, went as it expected and as I thought it would go. And um, apparently it's all, it was all fine. And I had to have more scans and that they said that um, everything was out and as it should be in there. Um, everyone who I came into contact with at the hospital, I went quite a few times to have like a pre-op um, assessment and, you know, have my bloods taken and um, COVID swab. Um, every single nurse I came into contact with were just amazing in what's like an awful situation. And what I found hard was that I was going through all of this um, and... I get nothing, there's nothing at the end. It, you know, it, it just comes to nothing. So I just kind of wanted it to be over. Um, so there was a bit of relief yesterday uh, after I had the surgery. 
uh, sadness, but like, because it's just, it's just an awful thing to go through. But, but that relief that I can kind of like move forward um, and not have to keep worrying about the bleeding and, and just everything. Um, and also the, where the early pregnancy unit is, it's literally across the hallway from the, um, like the pregnancy unit where you have like your 12 week scan and 20 week scan. So every time I went to the hospital, I was walking into the building and along the corridors with like heavily pregnant women or pregnant with their, um, sorry, women with their newborn babies. And like that I found really hard as well. I mean, that's not, you know, it's not anyone's fault really. It's just a bit of an odd layout for a hospital to have, to be honest. But, um, that was difficult and then when we found out we were pregnant uh one of my best friends um also found out she was pregnant we were due within a couple of weeks and then also my sister-in-law so that um also obviously i'm you know over the moon for them but you know again it's just i don't know i just felt like everyone around me on instagram or anywhere they were they were either finding out they're pregnant or they were just having their babies and um but the like support I've received from my close friends and my family have been amazing and my husband and the hospital um literally could not have been better. Everyone who who I who I dealt with. Um so yeah, that's my experience. Um so we're just gonna get through the next few months and then we'll hopefully start trying again. Um and hopefully things will be will be better next time. Anyway, thank you for doing a podcast on this. I think it's a really, really important um, thing to address. Bye. I suffered a miscarriage five weeks ago with my second pregnancy. I already have a two-year-old daughter and this second baby was equally very much wanted. I work for the NHS, but this experience has left me feeling quite angry and let down by the service. I had to pay for a private scan to be told that I was having a miscarriage and I haven't really received any kind of support from any healthcare other than the lovely lady who who did my scan. I have had to resort to Google um, for a for a lot of information and when I did contact my GP surgery um it was very vague information that was given and in a very medical matter of fact manner. I have reached out to people who are strangers on social media, people that have posted their stories, some celebrities, some just people that that have written about their experience. And I don't really know why I've done that or felt the need to do that other than just wanting somebody to know how it feels. I've had the most amazing support by my husband, my family, my friends, but I've never felt lonelier. I think losing a baby is just so strange because you're grieving for somebody that you love so much, yet someone you've never met. Um, I also found it very hard to separate, even though I know that this baby, you know, wasn't fully developed. um, But I couldn't separate emotionally this baby that I've lost to the child that I already have. Um, 
and I found that really, really, really difficult. And I think if I hadn't have already had a child, I, I think I probably would have struggled a lot more with, with the loss. Nobody really knows what to say to you when you've lost a baby unless you've been through it. I don't think people always know what to say. I had told um, people that I was pregnant, even though it was before 12 weeks, because of the job that I do, um, I needed my colleagues to know that I wouldn't be able to do some of my duties. I found it really difficult um, after having three weeks off work when people who know that I've lost a baby haven't acknowledged it or mentioned it. And that's not to say that it's all about me or that I want people to to have in-depth conversations with me about it. But not saying anything, I think, is worse than acknowledging it. And the same as friends that are pregnant, I've asked them how, you know, how your pregnancy's going and they just kind of skim over it. And it's that I find really difficult because I still want to know how their pregnancies are going, even though I'm devastated that mine has ended. I never, ever want to forget this child in my heart and in my head. You know, this was my baby and hopefully in the not too distant future I will go on and have a healthy baby but that doesn't mean I want to forget the one that I've lost and I don't think I will truly be at peace um, with losing this baby until I have a healthy baby in my arms. One of the things that was sent to me when I had the miscarriage was a really beautiful poem which I'm going to share because every time I read it just touches my heart. So it goes like this. A butterfly alights beside us like a sunbeam and for a brief moment its glory and beauty belong to our world but then it flies again and although we wish it could have stayed we feel so lucky to have seen it. I want to send big big love to anybody that's going through this. It is a fucking shit thing to go through and sometimes you just need somebody to say that and to sit with you in your grief. Anyway, thank you for doing this podcast and lots of love. God, it's so hard to listen to, but it's also so powerful. That was just absolutely beautiful, wasn't it? Yeah, I'm so, I'm so, so, so grateful that we've been able to use our podcast to do this. Um, you know, we have so many amazing chats, but sometimes something like this just feels such an important thing to do and we really help hope that it's going to help people I mean I just the bravery and the courage that it would take to pick up the phone and to send a voice note in talking about those horrendous experiences that these women have been through uh, I won that story that's really stayed with me the I don't think she left her name actually but the lady that you know had a stillborn at 29 weeks in the room and the silence you just you just can't even imagine the pain that no. she's going through. Um, just yeah. so so grateful for sharing those stories. Like you really, I, I, it's hard to put it into words how it's made your dream. Yeah, but, absolutely. You know, obviously, eternally grateful for your courage, and also really hopeful. Like G said, that this is going to help a whole blanket of, of of men and women who who you know yeah. have experienced this and who are suffering from the pain. 
absolutely and you know what one thing um to take away from this is that it's so important to keep talking you know we've heard it firsthand there as well that you know lots of people shy away from wanting to talk about these babies but they are such an important part of these families and they want to keep talking about them and they want Mm. to keep them you know that that the memory alive so it is so important to reach out to your friends and family who you know might have been going through this it's not something to stay silent on for sure and on Thursday evening on social media we saw loads of candles being lit to mark the end of baby loss awareness week well Georgia and I really want to um give this to you all as um I guess our candle for you guys um we're going to be back on Tuesday with another podcast um thank you all so much for listening and thank you again to the amazing women who've shared their stories today absolutely and if it is something that you've been affected by then do go back and listen to Tuesday's episode we've got some you know some resources on there um that might be useful um but absolutely we'll see you on Tuesday Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices down so to help us we brought in a reverse auctioneer which is apparently a thing Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you Everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. This Mother's Day, treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited-edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their advanced eye care duo brightens and firms skin around your eyes, while the Golden Glow Body Trio nourishes and smooths skin all over. Go to oseamalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off your first order site-wide.